Welcome to the Forgiveness Warriors podcast. I'm Dr. Jerry L. Cook. In this podcast, you'll be empowered with the tools you'll need to forgive and let go of a hurtful past. As an author and certified life coach, I'll be your guide, helping you let go of whatever's holding you back and helping you become the forgiveness warrior you were meant to be. One of the most complicated challenges in my forgiveness warrior journey was forgiving God. Is it necessary to forgive God? And is it possible to forgive God who is already perfect? I'm certainly not the first to debate those questions, and I definitely won't be the last. The question was never whether God sins or has sinned against me, but whether I still needed to address any unforgiveness I had toward God. It may seem ironic, God is perfect and does not sin, and yet there are times where I have not forgiven him. I wasn't sure which direction to go on this, and so I went to the source. I asked God, but God's answer took me by surprise. He said, you'll never be able to turn back. It was a little like asking someone if they wanted pancakes, and then they said, hey, you need to change your shirt? It was proof that God's word and will are revealed in his own time and in his own way. He was providing me with the right answers so that I could start asking the right questions. But when I asked for clarification, I was again surprised by the response. I was told, you won't be able to blame me anymore for your past. What? When have I blamed God? I've only asked... Why didn't you stop this? Why did you let this happen? And why did you do this to me? Yeah, when I say it out loud like that, it sounds pretty obvious. I have been blaming God. My thoughts then race to all the times I felt like telling my children that if they just knew all I had done for them, they couldn't blame me for what I've said, done or not done. They could no longer blame me for their own decisions or mistakes. I've given up my time, money, social status, and many other things when my children's happiness was on the line. And there have been times where they thought I was making things worse for them, when all I was doing was protecting them or having to be the one to see the long-term picture because they weren't able to yet. I thought more about them than I think or thought about me. My children are amazing children. But they don't know how much I've done or how often I have given of myself for their benefit. It's not bragging. It's just love. Any parent who loves their child could say the same thing. Any parent who loves their child, including God, a loving Heavenly Father? Yes, of course. Is this what God means when he said I would never be able to blame him again? That if I truly understood what he has done for me and on my behalf, I couldn't ask why this or why now or why me. For nearly all my life, I have considered the wrongs done toward me and wondered why God would allow them to happen if he truly loved me. I began to wonder how the things that had caused me pain were truly signs of God's great love and strength for me on a personal and on an individual level. Did God allow or even encourage my dad to spend so much time in his room to protect me during those years? Did God allow or even cause us to be poor as children so that I 
wouldn't be able to get into sin the ways I was tempted to do. And after the death of my mother during my teen years, I desperately longed for power and love. If I had all this money, a great car, a fantastic home, and amazing popularity, could I have used those things in ways that would have caused me more pain? I know how much I felt tempted by immorality, drugs, and alcohol, and many other things that could have caused me more pain if God had not held on to me or restricted me during that time. And I wonder, did God allow my mom to die from cancer? Did he truly take her from me? Given this point is where so much of my pain begins in life and where my faith and trust in God begins to truly be tested, I realized I may never know the answers to those difficult questions. I did, however, realize that much of the pain God inflicted upon me could have been his way of protecting and helping me. I don't have a perfect understanding of it, but I do see it as a possibility because I am also a father who loves his children. Although I recognize that God could have protected me, there was still one thing that troubled me. If he was perfect, which he is, and if he loved me, which he did, why wouldn't he give me a stable home, where one where I felt loved and appreciated as an individual? Couldn't he have done that? It's embarrassing that I've struggled with these emotions because I've seen so many examples of miracles in my life. I could have easily died at birth and God saved my life. I had cancer and I lived through that. I had a series of serious bouts of potentially deadly autoimmune diseases and I have lived through that. I have suffered with great emotional pain because of physical scars and imperfections and yet God helped me make it through. I have been blessed financially in my adult life. He has heard my prayers on behalf of my wife and my children. When I was about 10 years old, my older brother and I were climbing a tree at my uncle's house. Like any other time, we were competitive, racing upward as quickly as possible, trying to outdo the other. I was probably at least 10 feet up or more when suddenly I heard crack. The branch that I was on broke and there I was completely helpless. All I remember is what felt like an eternity, at least eternity to a 10 year old boy looking upward and seeing myself drift downward past seemingly rows of branches. Until at one point I realized I had reached the end with a thud that knocked the air temporarily out of me. Laying on my back, all I heard was, don't move, don't move, as everyone who had witnessed the event came rushing toward me. Neglecting what others were telling me, I quickly stood up. I'm fine, I said. My little toe hurts, but other than that, I'm okay. My little toe hurts? Are you seriously kidding right now? Everyone was just staring at me, uncertain as what to say. They thought I must be in shock. I looked back on this memory and laugh about my response. But at the time, this was a very serious moment. I could have been badly injured. I could have broken my neck or back. I could have become paralyzed. If the odds were in play, you could have even said I should have been seriously injured. It didn't make sense for me to come out of that with a bruised little toe. It didn't make sense unless you believe that God wanted to protect me. 
Again, there are many parallels between my experience in childhood and in my relationship with God. There have been many times when I have begun to climb the tree of life, and at times I have judged my worth by how much further I am ahead of someone else. When I fall down or away, perhaps because of my own bitterness or unforgiveness, it feels like an eternity of suffering and falling when it is but a small moment. The fall could have been much worse. I've always known that Jesus is the answer to everything. God is sinless, and I struggle to forgive him, though, leaving me with a no-brainer conclusion that I had and so when I had a moment of quiet, I knelt and offered my prayer. I said, Heavenly Father, I'm not really sure how this works. How do you forgive the most perfect God? I just know that I'm at the point where I want to let go of the pain and bitterness I have felt toward you. I know it's wrong to feel this way, and I know you are loving and kind, but I have also felt abandoned, hurt, and betrayed. And these are very strong feelings that I'm struggling with. I want to let them go, and I'm asking and I'm accepting that the suffering of Jesus Christ, my Savior, paid for my unforgiveness against thee and thy son. I am ready and committed to letting this pain go with thy help. Admittedly, when I ended my prayer, I was uncertain as to what to do or say next. It isn't every day that you think you might forgive God or to ask him to forgive you for thinking you might need to forgive him. All I felt impressed with was it's enough. The prompting was more of a feeling than it was with words, and it seemed to say, you've done enough, so let this go. And I did for several months, but being a little obsessive, uh, after a while, I was I was listening to a, a song and an impression came to my mind where uh, of the scriptures talking about Jesus on the cross, crying to his father, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Matthew 27, 46. Throughout my lifetime, I have heard multiple explanations for why Jesus said this. One is that God the Father had to withdraw his presence so that his son could receive all the glory. Another is that God the Father had to withdraw because it was so difficult to see his son in pain. But at this moment, I felt a powerful impression. To me, it seemed like Jesus was saying, Father, don't you love me anymore? We know that Jesus took upon him the sins of others, and perhaps the greatest difficulty to bear is that of feeling that God has abandoned us and that he no longer loves us. Jesus felt what I felt. He must have known that God the Father loved him, and yet, while being in the greatest of all agony, Jesus must have felt even greater pain and loneliness than I have felt. He felt abandoned, unloved, and unnoticed by God the Father. He knows what you and I have gone through. Here is my invitation. If you hold any grudges toward God or disappointments about God, bring those to him and work it out. Ask for his forgiveness. He wants to have a great relationship with you, and he will teach you and show you how. 
Thank you for joining me on today's Forgiveness Warrior Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and share your five-star review so other warriors can find the podcast. Unforgiveness is a terrible battle, but it's a battle we can win. It's a battle we must win, and it's a battle we will win.